It should come as no surprise that our little theater here is nestled in a fair hamlet that prides itself on its patriotism. This time of year, Main Street is lined with red, white, and blue bunting and flags. Every year, there's an apple pie contest. Why, there's even a story that a former president once slept here. In the coming month, our nation faces an important event, Election Day. If you have a difference of opinion on the direction our country is headed, it's important you participate. It's not just about who signs the paychecks for high officials. It's about affecting change for the generation to come. Please vote on Election Day. I have some 90s nostalgia here on my side table. I have a Super Nintendo... Uh, <laughs> Ooh. I have a cam. Yes, do. I have a camcorder. Oh, <laughs> and uh, in light of our characters tonight, I have a hair dryer because Carol is a hairstylist. Damn it! Neither one of us have a mullet. <laughs> Good evening, and welcome to the beautiful historical Marionette Theater. Please take your seat. Matinee Minutia is about to begin. Yep, sure is. Mind the dummies. No, sir, I didn't call your wife a name. We have mannequins helping us with our social distancing here. Yeah, it's pretty damn creepy, but okay. <laughs> Good evening, Toppy. How are you tonight, sir? Uh, well, it's the autumnal season, and I gotta tell you, it's taken me by surprise. It seems like one day I was driving down the road and all the leaves were green, and the next day I was driving down the same road, and there were lots of changes and leaves were falling. It seemed to really happen fast this year. Is is that your experience? Yes, I think I blinked and the season changed. And I'll tell you one thing. Uh, our listeners may not be as well aware, but uh, you've, you've been in a road trip with me, so you know uh, how hopped up on sugar and caffeine I can get. Well, I have had coffee before tonight's show. Oh, no. Uh, no. Oh, actually, <laughs> audience, this is when DJ's at his best. <laughs> as I hold up my crazy cat guy mug on YouTube here, uh, but uh, anyways, this time of the year, I do love the cooler temperatures, but for the first couple of weeks, it drags me down a little bit because the days are getting shorter. And for some reason, I'm feeling tired a little earlier in the day. Okay, I get it. I get it. Uh, uh, the, 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 the days are getting darker faster. I totally get it. Yeah, so we're here tonight to talk about a 90s sitcom. Yeah, and by the way, already out of the gate in the chat room, Janet said this show is cheesy. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it is cheesy, isn't it? But anyways, continue. It was part of the TGI Friday and not the restaurant. In the 90s, we had a night of family programming that you could sit down and you could watch things like Family Matters and Perfect Strangers and Full House. And this was <laughs> this was brought to you by all the same team there, the folks at the Miller Boyette Productions Company. So we're going to play a little trailer here for you. Not, not a tractor trailer, but, you know, a, a little clip thing that tells you what this is about. Climb on in, because every weeknight, the Hub Network's going on a ride with Step by Step. Kids can be many things. They can be nerdy things, covered in food things, covered in feather things, wrenches in their hair things, riding in a convertible in the winter things, thrashing wildly and holding a pig things, or making a duck out of cheese things. There are many levels. Back-to-back -back episodes of Step by Step. Check your local listings for time and channel on the Hub Network. Now that, I'm a hub network bully. <laughs> now, that's a few years old now. The hub network has since become Discovery Family, if you can imagine. 
<laughs> I did not. I did not know that. But thank you. Yes. Yeah. So uh, I uh, I'm wondering, do we have our senior showgirl in the house there? I oh, come on, I'm here and I'm waiting. Oh, now, folks, I will have you know that uh, Gertie. Oh. <laughs> Gertie has been hosing us down with Lysol on her way into the theater here to listen. If I breathe in any more Lysol fumes, I'm going to puke. Okay. <laughs> so, anyways, I'm ready to do my stupid intro anytime. All right. Well, you better get downstairs because wow. uh, the the buses are uh, are um, are stopping sooner nowadays here so get downstairs for me ma'am <laughs> all right gertie gertie it's the wrong show <laughs> i knew that well when midwestern divorcee contractor frank meets divorcee hairstylist carol on vacation in jamaica the sparks begin to fly before they know it all six of their kids are butting heads under the same roof will the kids sabotage their new marriage or will they make it work slip on some acid wash jeans and grab a comfortable flannel it's time for Step by Step with Patrick Duffy and Suzanne Summers. Hit it, boys! What do you get when you take a dash of the silver screen? A pinch of golden oldies? And a smidgen of screaming. It's time for Matinee Minutia with your host, DJ and Tommy. Ah, gee, thank you, gosh. You guys, you shouldn't applaud like that. Well, so we're talking about a 90s sitcom here, and uh, as our senior showgirl told you, it's about uh, a married couple who's starting over in life. This is their second marriage, so they've got a, a full house, if you catch my drift there it was made by the same folks that did full house (laughs) (laughs) Uh, janet in the chat room is already encroaching in on our main theme which is how interesting is that the kids in the series were totally horny hey sweetness all the time (laughs) and they were getting it on all the time (laughs) and uh it was a sitcom and uh, it, it was a peculiar thing uh, about the series. Those kids were uh, ready, if not actually sexually active. Uh, much unlike the predecessor predecessor that uh, inspired the show. But we'll get into that in a little bit here. Uh, this series debuted in 1991, which is why, if you saw it, uh, you'd see a few guys with mullets. Just saying. But anyways, 1991 uh, set off this uh, series. DJ, what was going on back then in the U.S. of A.? So this is the world in 1991 in the U.S. history. So Sharon Pratt Dixon, she was the first African-American woman of a southern city elected. She became mayor of the District of Columbia in 91. Yay! Uh, Pan Am. They were a, a very celebrated airline back in the day. They filed bankruptcy in 91. Wah, wah. I never got to fly on them. Or the, uh, <laughs> you know, the, uh, what was that, uh, the pl- supersonic plane? I'm forgetting what it was called now. The Concorde. Yes, that's one thing I'll never get to experience. Uh, the U.S. No. entered into the Middle East crisis with Operation oh. Desert Storm in 91. God, cannot believe. When I hear Desert Storm, I think, hmm. Not too long ago, but no, (laughs) it was a very long time ago. (laughs) Oh, and uh, the uh, Exxon Company, the Tiger in the Tank, well, they agreed to pay a hundred million, no, a thousand million for the Alaska Valdez oil spill cleanup. 
know? Okay. That, uh, okay, kids, you want to hear something that made news? Okay, this theory made news. Some clown at the wheel of a gigantic, of a gigantic oil, uh, what do you call those things? I don't know. But all it carried was oil. And the guy fell asleep and he crashed into something. And, well, it was the Valdez oil spill. And it was horrible. Yes. And let's see what else here. Germany was reunited with its pre-war territories after the occupying forces of France, the UK, US, and the former Soviet Republic. Well, at the time, it was Soviet Union. Uh, they relinquished all their rights. So Germany came back together in 91. Wait, wait, is that, wait, is that when the wall fell? It is. Yes. Uh, that was... Holy cow, another thing that I would have said wasn't all that long ago, but it was a hell of a long time ago. <laughs> Jeez, this is making me feel old. <laughs> uh, the Queen Elizabeth II, or Queen Elizabeth II became the first British monarch to address the U.S. Congress in 91. Mm-hmm. And right to you here to my side, I've got uh, a specimen of this, a Super Nintendo. Oh. It was released for yes. sale in the U.S. for the first time in 91. Listen, folks, just as an aside, I never got past the Super Nintendo as far as game playing. I know all you cool kids have gone on and on to whatever's the most recent amazing game system in the stellar uh, universe. But I never got past Super Nintendo. And Super Nintendo is my heart. And all I want to do is play Super Nintendo games. Uh, Carry on, DJ. (laughs) And rounding things out, the U.S. recognized the Baltic Republics, which were Estonia, Uh Latvia, Lithuania, uh, Mm -hmm. and they gained their independence that year as a result Uh of the, uh, the dissolving of the USSR. And last but not least, of course, uh, some sad news in 91, because we were at the height of the AIDS crisis then. Musician Freddie Mercury of Queen announced his AIDS diagnosis. Yes. yes. Oh, and by the way, Janet in the in the chat room, she's on ball tonight. She says that goddamn oil thing was a tanker, and that's exactly what it was. Thank you, Janet. Okay, so Toppy, there were uh, um, a few people that left the world in 91. Now, well, yeah, we, we uh, were a little too recent for us to know anyone uh, famous that was born in 91, or maybe well, Lady Janet knows, but... Uh, well, possibly, but let's just talk about these deaths, because, you know, uh, or, first of all, Arthur Murray, do you know that guy? Do you remember Arthur Murray? He was the dance guy. He instructed, he was a dance instructor. He had uh, these records that he'd put out and, you know, put your foot forward. And Anyways, and he had studios all over the place. Well, he was 95 when he passed away in 1991. Another dancer, choreographer, in a completely different uh, way. She, she, she was a star of stage, Martha Graham, and she did some crazy... Well, she was innovative. Let's just say that, kids. Martha Graham, and she was 96 when she passed away. Michael Landon prematurely passed away at the age of 54 uh, because he had pancreatitis. Is that a word, pancreatitis? (laughs) Pancreatitis. Pancreatitis, thank you. And I believe that is uh, what he perished of, and uh, he... He elected because he was a Californian and, uh, well, you know, they believe in all kinds of uh, nutty things. He said, uh, I'll survive by doing coffee enemas and that will cure me. And he died. So maybe if you have something serious wrong with you, maybe you should look to something other than coffee enemas to cure you. Thank you and goodbye. Anyways, also Dr. Seuss. Well, you know that guy, Fox and Socks and Box. He was 87 when he passed away. Gene Roddenberry. Well, we all know Gene. And uh, he was in the midst of his revival series on on television, uh, uh, Star Trek The Next Generation. And he was 
getting into uh, the movies, but he passed away. He is the Star Trek creator. Passed away at 70 years old. DJ, we got this series. We're doing step-by-step. And uh, tell us, it aired at 8.30 p.m. on Friday on ABC. Mm -hmm. They had this thing going on called TGIF. It was their kind of like little brand to sell their Friday night series. Uh, what were they competing against? What was step-by-step up against on the television? Alrighty. Well, in 91, when step-by-step premiered, and it did run seven seasons, it uh, started airing on Friday nights at 8.30. Now, this was an ABC program, which was the home of the TGIF phenomenon. And and, uh, in the beginning, on CBS, opposite of Step by Step, uh, they aired a show called Brooklyn Bridge. Now, I'm intrigued by this. I have not watched it because, uh, well, it just uh, skipped my attention back then. But Marion Ross from Happy Days was in this, and it was about a Jewish family in Brooklyn during the 50s. Uh, Also on that time frame, opposite step-by-step on Fox, which is a brand new network, is America's Most Wanted. Oh, good lord. (laughs) (laughs) That is such a foxy show. Yeah, It was on for years. And uh, let's see here now on NBC. So, of course, the the competition here, step-by-step, was Matlock, our good old friend there. As the show wore on in later seasons in 92, CBS began airing Major Dad opposite Step by Step. Uh, that was a, a favorite show of mine, and it had uh, Gerald Rainey, who was the husband of uh, Designing Women's Own's Delta Burke. That's right. And uh, this, this was um, an hour long drummer drummer show Mm -hmm. and then on the peacock there nbc the very first spinoff of the cosby show started airing a different world which in its first season starred lisa bonet of course before she got herself in trouble with some pictures but uh well that was a cosby thing he he didn't he didn't like that of course he was Mm -hmm. diddling women right but anyways we won't get into that (laughs) never mind and then in 93 step by step moved to the nine o'clock slot now this explains how i didn't know as much about step by step until more recent years because in 93 nine o'clock on a friday I'm not watching TGI Friday. I'm watching The X-Files. Yeah, baby. Of course we are. Listen, we're a couple of nerds. Of course we're watching X-Files. Yeah, I was in my basement with all the lights on because it was creepy. All right. Now, I got to fess up. I really wasn't watching The X-Files then. I was watching Picket Fences, Oh, uh, which was on CBS television. I I came to X-Files much later mm-hmm. uh i never for whatever reason i it, i don't know if it was fox or whatever but i'd never i just never tuned into the x-files but i'll tell you what i loved picket fences with tom scarrett and Bray Walston and a, and a whole cast of uh, familiar names. Yeah. That was a totally cool series. We got to do it here sometime. Yeah, I was, I was reading about it because I didn't see it during its initial run. And it's good thing you mentioned that because in the third season of Step by Step, that's when CBS began airing Picket Fences. So they were in competition. Yeah. And then in its last season... Uh, step-by-step move from ABC over to CBS, which is a place that um, Patrick Duffy, the star of the show, was familiar with because he was there for over a decade with his former show, Dallas. The uh, the program that uh, settled into Step-by-Step's place on ABC as they made the switch to CBS was none other than Sabrina the Teenage Witch with Nickelodeon's own Melissa Joan Hart. <laughs> All right, and DJ, uh, uh, tell me if this is not correct, but didn't 
somebody, Netflix or something, isn't there a whole no Sabrina there, the Teenage Witch series? There is, and it actually stars somebody that was uh, in the later seasons of Step by Step. Remind me about Perfect Strangers as we get further on here, sir. Oh, okay, good lord. Holy cow. Do we want to play uh, Suzanne Summers? Yeah. Talking about Step by Step on the Larry King shoe? We sure do. And this was just before the series premiere in the fall of 91. Suzanne Summers on Larry King. Now, this is uh, kind of like an odd couple, right? He's a slob. You're neat. You have I'm... children. He has children. You were married in five days. Is that the concept? Five, a five-day affair, and on the fifth day, we crazily, impulsively got married. And then the show opens with day one of, oh, my God, what have we done? Because he had three children, I have three children. They've never met one another. They've never met either one of us. And now we've got to come home from this vacation and say, not only are we married, but now we're all going to live together in the same house. This is the odd couple in the Brady Bunch. Hey! Yeah, but yeah. I don't, you know, they didn't, Florence and whatever, you know, the guy. Robert Reed. Didn't have, Robert Coulet, Robert Coulet. No, Robert Reed. <laughs> oh, Robert Reed. <Wade. laughs> <laughs> they didn't have the same um, sexual animal attraction. Uh-huh. He's so stuffy and I have the. Are you saying this is a, uh, there's a lot of uh, triple entendre in the show? I, he definitely, as much as we can get into it. It's the first time that um, Tom Miller and Bob Boyette, who are the producers of this show and the producers of many, many hit shows, are going for uh, a double audience, not only the youth but their parents. And so between the kids on the show and what we have to offer, it's tested in preview houses very, very strong, very high that adults and children like this show. Is it going to do lines like they, as, as rough as say they get on Married with Children? Uh, that's a different and kind of show. Rough. This is a network show. We, you know, things are approached from a different point of view. I like Married with Children. I like that kind of humor that they do. But this this comes from another angle. This is about, you know, you know what I've been working with in the last few years, all the children of alcoholics mm-hmm. movement and everything. And, and I'm happy, uh, I'm, maybe it's the decade I'm in, whatever it is, but I'm happy to be doing a show that provides a positive role model to kids for a married couple. Here are two people who are crazy about each other, have a great sex life, want to make this work, are going to do what they have to do. And you've been divorced and I've been divorced and you know how hard it is when you try to put new families together. 50% of our children in this country are children of divorce. They're going to be people who are going to relate to this, not only the kids but the parents. I know I live this life and it's tough. It's, it, well, let me, let me get a break and come right back. Okay, so in the chat room, Toppy, uh, yeah. Lady Janet actually uh, has a sidebar here and asked if Step by Step was before or after Suzanne Summers' famous, as seen on TV product, the Thigh Master. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll have you know that if you uh, fish for that Larry King uh, appearance there, she might have talked about that product briefly when she was asked about it. <laughs> Yeah, that that probably was right around the time of the thigh master. Yep. So we have a few folks that made up this uh, blended family on step by step. There, sir, could you tell us a little about the star of the show, um, Frank, Mister Lambert, the husband? Well, that's Patrick Duffy, and I'll tell you what. A uh, long, long time ago, I first saw. <laughs> I first saw Patrick Duffy uh, practically naked in a television series (laughs) that was spawned by a couple, three TV movies called The Man from Atlantis. And, well, let's just say Patrick Duffy was a fine-looking young man. And that was his first television foray. And The Man from Atlantis, unfortunately, was a short-lived television series and he stepped after that series collapsed right into Dallas and Dallas propelled him into stardom so that's Patrick Duffy he's a Montana native and uh, he did the Dallas uh, he did the man from Atlantis and um, and he starred in a lot of TV movies uh, after Dallas and, uh, and then finally, um, he got 
involved in this TV series um, with Suzanne Summers. Uh, but uh, I'm missing a lot of notes here, DJ. That's What's, quite all right. Uh, you know, you were talking about the TV movies that Patrick Duffy did between Dallas and when he landed on Step by Step. He, okay. He worked with a few people. Do you have those names to drop? By the way, no. You know what? Were they like, they were lifetime movies, weren't they? I do believe so. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I guess some of the the movies, uh, movie stars that played with them in these were Billy Crystal, Brian Keith, Red Buttons, Dick Van Dyke, Charles Durning. Lonnie Anderson, Rue McCallican, and uh, there were some, I forgot about this, there were some Dallas reunion uh, TV movies. There sure were. Oh, and they did, uh, they revived it on TNT, didn't they? They did. I actually enjoyed it quite well. They uh, they brought on some some hot new fresh meat that were... uh, some uh, guest roles that were on like Desperate Housewives type things, because yeah. you know to continue the story they had to uh, get you interested in the characters, and now it's all about Jr.'s son who's all grown up, and uh, um, oh uh, not Jr. What's uh, Bobby's son who's all grown up now? Unfortunately, oh, yeah. the 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 writing took a turn after a point because uh, unlike the eighties. You can't spin stories about bad guys who come from south of the border because uh, drug culture is racist when you write it that way. All right. Uh, this brings up something I want to ask you, DJ, mm-hmm. about Step by Step. It seemed to me that from the get-go, this series was more about the kids. And it was a half-hour sitcom filmed in front of a live audience kind of thing. And my impression was from the get-go, either because it was in the contract or the the kids took over the series. I'm not sure what. But Patrick Duffy and Suzanne Summers almost took a back seat to the rest of the cast really quickly, don't you think? Since this was a network show and it was the 90s, a lot of the programs that were out there were focusing on the kids growing up. So I I think that the motive was that they were using, you know, established stars such as Patrick Duffy and Suzanne Summers to get the folks to, you know, say, okay, you can watch this because now you've got mom and dad interested in the show but it's really for the kids. So I, I take what you mean exactly. And I agree. I think that um, they sort of switched gears probably by the second season, at least Mm -hmm. so that the show was more about the kids. And then certainly when they made the switch to CBS at the very end, like a lot of shows that have families and children, uh, mm-hmm. You you have some of the characters that go by the wayside, and by that, we have an example with the youngest boy, Brendan. He got replaced because, let's face it, every sitcom loves a baby, and everyone does that at some point in their run. So, you know, Frank and Carol, they have a baby, and suddenly the youngest kid's out the door. We don't know where he went, but the, the uh, actor stopped showing up for work. <laughs> Well, okay, all right. Uh, listen, um, yeah, we we got a lot to say about this series, but let's get into the other co-star with Patrick Duffy, played the wife, Suzanne Summers. Uh, tell us about Suzanne. All righty, so Suzanne Summers, she is uh, was this her first feature role was a, as a supporting cast member in American Graffiti. Now. God, I forgot about that. <laughs> she was, the, you know, as they say, the pretty young thing in that film. I think she got to say Jeez. maybe two lines. This is a film in 73 with Ron Howard, Cindy Williams, and it was a George Lucas film. So that was before Star Wars. And, uh, oh, her, yeah. Her, well before. Well before. Mm-hmm. And now uh, Suzanne Summers' TV guest roles prior to landing her uh, season or so on Three's Company included shows such as James Garner in The Rockford Files. Ah. 
She was also on the Love Boat. Of course, who wasn't? And then yeah. uh, the Six Million Dollar Man. Okay, okay. I want to track down that episode of the Six Million Dollar Man. <laughs> that is my mission now. I want to know the Six Million Dollar Man episode that had Suzanne Summers in it. I, I, that's my mission. That's all I can say. Go ahead. <laughs> and uh, after five seasons on Three's Company, oh, I, I didn't realize she was on there that long, but uh, she left due to a contract dispute. Now, she wanted equal pay, and nowadays that's something we understand a little bit more. But back then, people's attitudes were, you know, you, you don't rock the boat. So for a long time, she had a problem with trying to do reunions with her castmates because, well... They think that she uh, she poisoned the well, but uh, she was. Promised- Can I just tell you? Listen, back when this Sears is going on, and she's written out. Okay, this was a long time ago, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, and this is long before the internet. Long before the internet. So this would have come out in little articles that you would have read in the newspaper, bullshit like that. And the way I remember it is, oddly enough, and please correct me, Mm -hmm. but I remember that it was written as she was difficult to work with Mm -hmm. and like she sort of estranged herself from the cast and the producers and everybody just kind of agreed, you know, good Lord, uh, just let her go it's because she's a pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that's true. That's just what I remember hearing uh, back when, you know, you'd be reading things about Three's Company mm-hmm. in the goddamn uh, newspaper. But- oh, sure. I mean, you know, uh, but certainly attitudes were different back then. And I'm sure that that was just, um, you know, a, a way to, uh, nowadays they would say, you'll never work in this town again. But if you think, yeah, yeah, yeah. but you know, if you think about it, um, history has a way of repeating itself. And, um, I mean, I'm going way off the rails now, but in hindsight, we did strange, we've done strange things over history to put women in their place, so to speak. I mean, for goodness sake, JFK's sister, Rosemary, was given a lobotomy because she was a threat to her father's fragile masculinity. She mm-hmm. wanted to do things and be independent, and because she and her father were of such a similar personality type, he found her to be a threat. So she got All sent right. away. Anyways, long we're off the rails. You pressed a nerve. So she was promised her own series on CBS, but studio pressure led to the project's cancellation. Now, six yeah. years later, she landed on a lead on a show called She's the Sheriff. And got- oh, my God. <laughs> I remember that. It lasted all two seasons. And in 1990, Suzanne Somers starred with Heather Locklear, maybe her savior, in a TV movie called Rich Men, Single Women. Now, shortly thereafter, she was offered the role of Carol Foster in Step by Step. So, Heather Locklear, thank you for giving Suzanne Summers another chance. <laughs> and uh, I just want to say, uh, Crone, the Crone Haven has joined us. She may not be able to. No, she is typing in. Uh, so, anyways, hi, Crone. Excellent. Anyways, uh, continue. Now, we are at our halfway mark in the show. Let's go over to the concession stand where Gertie's going to be serving up some of your favorite treats. And uh, we yeah, will... like hell. <laughs> oh, put on a fresh pair of gloves there, ma'am. I saw you digging in the candy. Yeah, yeah. So we uh, have a little clip here, and this is Mr. Patrick Duffy, who plays the lead in Step by Step. He's being interviewed by a... Um, well, I think she's a podcaster, but it was called The Sidewalk Project. Anyways, he's reflecting on his years on Step by Step. Mm, all right. You know, what was your experience like when you were first casted as the dad, Frank casted. Lambert, on Step by Step? <laughs> well, I've been, I've been working for 17 years playing the mm. most 
uh, not downer characters, but never frivolity, never fun, never joyful. It was always serious, heavy drama, especially on Dallas. And to walk out the Dallas door and walk in the step-by-step door and have every episode so inventive in terms of the crazy things that they would allow us to do comedically was such a joy. It was such a release because that's pretty much my character anyway. Um, I, I'm, I'm not the most serious person in the world and I was trapped and enjoyed doing it on Dallas. But to be able to come in every day and read the new script, uh, every episode of Step by Step, and if you look back at the 160 episodes we did, every one of them mm. had some ridiculously crazy comedic element in it. Uh, you know, just silly things, but so enjoyable to do as a job. Mm. So what's it like to see your work on Step by Step again from 30 years ago? Well, at least it's the nearest thing to the way I am now. You know, I can't imagine looking at Man from Atlantis or the early Dallases <gasps> like I'm my own grandson. But to look at no. to look at Frank Lambert as he started to mature, you know, he was a father of three children, uh, you know, in a second marriage. So I can relate a little bit to him. But the, to me, the important part is to see how well um, basic comedy writing of that show and of all the TGIF lineup, how those things stand up in terms of their humor and how people can still enjoy that today. It is an escape from the rigors of your normal life. Uh, and I think that's an important thing to have as an option. You know, Comedy now has to, uh, in many cases, be contemporary and comment on societal things. But our show didn't. Our show was an escape and a chance to get away from it and just enjoy that period of time. And I, uh, and I enjoy looking at that to this day. And just, uh, I make myself laugh. It sounds egotistical, but when I see certain things that we did on the show, I'm laughing right along with us. Uh, your character oh, and his mind. TV family were a big part of the lives of many adoring fans uh, during the, the run of the show. What would you like to say to your fans who will be revisiting Step by Step on Hulu? Well, I would say that, that life is good at its core. And what we proved on that show, you know, we, we on purpose were a blended family of children who were diametrically opposite of one another. And we made it work <laughs> and we made people laugh. And at the end of every episode, we resolved the family problems. And that's a good lesson. That's a good example to set mm -hmm. um, in any family, let alone a blended family, let alone. And so many families nowadays are blended. So many parents, single parents, uh, join up with another single parent, and then you have this blended family. It can work, and you can have mm -hmm. a joyful existence. And I think that's the baseline message, especially of our show on the TGIF lineup, that um, anything is solvable as long as everybody has the best of intentions and, and you can laugh along the way. It's a pretty good lesson. And we are back. Okay, DJ, before we go on, mm -hmm. I, I got to talk about Patrick Duffy in Step by Step. Okay, I'm not sure uh, the timeline of when the show was going on and when the show, uh, he was a tool guy. What the Oh, God. home improvement. Yes, thank you. Okay, all right, look, Patrick Duffy was no home improvement guy. Okay, <laughs> he didn't fit. I'm just saying. Anyways, he was often portrayed as this guy that was a typical doofus male, kind of like that other show, except that that other show did it way better. <laughs> That's all I can say. As we continue the discussion, now we have our two main actors playing the lead roles there. And we have a team of people that brought us the program, the creative team, the, the writer, the producer. Toppy, uh, tell us a little bit about the folks that brought us Step by Step in the 90s. Uh, so that's Robert Boyett and Thomas uh, uh, Mill. Millie? Millie? Miller. Miller. Mm -hmm. All right. And uh, they previously worked on the very 
well-received a 1970s show, Laverne and Shirley. Also, they did Bosom Buddies. <laughs> and they also did Valerie, which was renamed very quickly The Hogan Family. Yeah, they also did Perfect Strangers. This is a really long run of successful TV shows, not to mention Full House and Family Matters. So these guys had a lot of hits behind them. They sure did. Now, um, Mr. Thomas Miller actually just recently passed away in this last year, back in April. He was, I do believe, 79 and uh, he was uh, more closely associated with the Full House series because it was, of course, rebooted on Netflix more recently. But, uh, yeah, they, they churned out quite a few shows there. And uh, I was going to say earlier we were talking about uh, the cast on Step by Step. Now, when they uh, made the jump over to CBS, one of the shows was ending, and that was Perfect Strangers. Now, Bronson Pinchot, who was one of the cast members of Perfect Strangers, still worked for the network. I guess he might have been under contract. So they brought him in as a last season co-star with Suzanne Summers, and he was her possibly French uh, co-worker in the hair salon. <laughs> oh, oh, Lordy. That... <laughs> Well, do, do you feel like that was a, like, oh, my God, our ratings are diminishing and let's bring in this guy? Is that Do you think that's what that was about? Yeah. And, uh, you know, whenever you change time slots or stations, you, you need to do something different. They also brought in a baby, uh, you know, in that uh, last, actually, couple seasons, I do believe. They, they ditched the youngest boy in the family and decided... We'll was he the nerdy guy, the nerdy boy? Um, no, he was just kind of the awkward, soft-spoken. <gasps> yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, I get. I know who you're talking about <laughs> with curly hair, and uh, they decided, oh well, we'll replace him with a baby because everyone likes a show that has a baby. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about let's talk about the kids in the cast. Mm -hmm. I got to tell you, a DJ, about an interesting experience I had while watching the show because. Uh, you provided me with a list of the top 10, you know, selected episodes of step-by-step -step that were the most popular. Mm -hmm. So the first show was from the first season, and I watched it. The next show was from the last season, mm -hmm. and I watched it. <laughs> and let me just tell you, because I've never come in contact with this series before, the difference between the first season and the seventh are that I I was watching it and going, who the f are these? <laughs> who the who the hell are these characters roaming around this show? Because I don't recognize any of them, and it was just kind of funny that these actors had grown up over the last seven years, and I freaking didn't recognize them. So that was an interesting experience for me. Mm -hmm. uh, um, uh, how did you, for you, um, staying the, the length of the, of the series, and I know you found it a bit later, but but how did how did the how did the aging of the kids um, seem to you? And I thought that they this is the thing that may be unusual is I thought they allowed the characters these kids to grow up mm -hmm. and they became sexual. They 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 grew up really, and they had they started becoming sexually active and sexually uh, interested. Um, and I can't say that I know of a hell of a lot of TV shows that did that, but this, this show did. Well, you know, I think it was a reflection of the times. I mean, uh, certainly the other shows on this network that were, you know, also Miller Boyette programs focused a lot on the young kids after they got started 
because, uh, of course, they were becoming teenagers. But if you think of the timing, too, this was the 90s. This was the height of the AIDS crisis. And I remember, because I, I went through school during this period, I, I graduated in 96. Um, in my small town, we decided each year, two years in a row for, in my case, that it was going to be a different year that we thought sex education would be appropriate for kids. So I had the misfortune of having to take the class two years in a row. <laughs> what? Wait a minute. Why Why did you have to take it two years in a row? Because they decided the next year, no, you were too young to get it that first time, so we're going to start <laughs> teaching it the next year. And, you know, nobody got a pass on that. They just decided you're going to take it in this grade instead of that one. But, uh, you know, how do you, um, you know, address social issues until you've got a cast who's old enough that they're going to be experimenting and they're going to be dating? So, of course, now the shows are going to be about the teenagers because, you know, teenage pregnancy on the rise. And yeah, yeah. I, I got to ask, do you think that originally the producers thought the stories would come out of Patrick Duffy and Suzanne Summers, because that never really happened. All the stories came from the kids. I would say that, you know, certainly after the first couple of seasons, it was much more about the kids because the, you know, that first season was all about how the family was going to be coming together and the parents were making the rules in the beginning. But I would venture to guess that probably somewhere in their writer meetings, the folks at the network said, you know, we need to get ratings. And these kids, they're, you know, they're touching each other at earlier ages nowadays. So we need to talk about this and yeah. people watch TV. So, you know, sorry, mom and dad, your your date night's been put by the wayside while we talk about prom night instead. Yeah, but um, Janet in the chat room mentioned before that that one thing they weren't shy about noting in humorous ways was that Suzanne Summers and Patrick Duffy, their characters were like into each other, and mm -hmm. you know uh, they you know clearly had a sex life. Um, I think that they wanted to stand out from the traditional sitcom because, as, as we mentioned briefly, we hinted that this was inspired, of course, by the Brady Bunch, and it's sort of a yeah. next generation of it. So, of course, you know, they they barely had their own bed together back then. I mean, you know, Lucy and um, Keith yeah. had separate beds, and eventually they said, okay, it's all right to have one bed, but nothing ever happened. You know, you got one person reading a book, and the other one's crocheting in bed, so there's no hanky-panky. So, of course, now yeah. you, you want them talking about it because they're the cool parents, you know. They, they, they maybe uh, lived through Woodstock, well, let's talk about, because th this is what uh, is inescapable, mm -hmm. and that's that Step by Step is a 1990 update of an early 1970s series called The Brady Bunch. Mm -hmm. Isn't it really? Sure is. And, you know, one of the characters is even named Carol. <laughs> well, the thing is, it's th this is what has fascinated me about most of it. My, in my generation, uh, the Brady Bunch was one of those stupid, okay, can I just say <laughs> stupid half-hour sitcoms that was syndicated and I could watch it every freaking day. And I think I did for a couple of summers. Mm -hmm. Let's compare the issues that the Brady kids dealt with <laughs> compared to the step-by-step -step kids. Listen, the Brady kids, I guess maybe went out on a date, maybe, <laughs> but flash right up to the 90s and the step-by-step -step kids. And it's a whole, wow, so different. And that, I really feel like, for me, was the most interesting thing about watching step-by-step -step, is just looking at it and saying, holy cow, the things they got into. 
that the Brady Bunch, you know, the Brady Bunch was like, oh, Sydney, oh, it's okay if your nose is bruised. You're still beautiful. <laughs> You're still a nice person. Or, uh, I, you know, I can't. But it was so trivial compared to the issues in Step by Step. Mm-hmm. And that was really kind of the most interesting thing for me. Uh, you know, I, I feel that in their efforts to update the idea of the, you know, the uh, the second chance family here, you've got the folks that are on their second marriage. They made some good changes. I mean... The the Brady Bunch was pretty formula driven. I mean, the the wife she had girls, and the the father he had boys. I mean, yeah. uh, how did they plan that out? Were they test tube babies? Uh-huh. <laughs> and you know, in step by step, they both have you know daughters and sons when they they come together. Now um, we are getting towards the end of the show, and so we're going to go ahead and play a clip here of uh, Christina Lichen, and she played the youngest daughter in Step by Step, whose name was Al. She was a little bit of a tomboy. and uh, At the beginning, at the beginning, yeah. Right, and towards the end, she became a little bit more effeminate, but she also took an interest in her dad's contracting business, which he expected his uh, oldest son to take over. So here we go, Christina Lichen on the Today Show. Patrick Duffy, I learned the great art of hiding my lines around the set so that I could just basically be lazy and not have to memorize anything. So if you notice, if you watch carefully, if you dissect the show, as so many media files have done over the years, um, you will notice Patrick sometimes just randomly picking up a plate for no good reason. Or, you know, looking underneath a, um, a book. Or maybe like reading a book, but really reading the book. They're wonderful. They were like an incredible part of my childhood. They were honestly two of the most just genuine, very generous and incredible people. And it's I think it's why I am so well adjusted as a child actor, former child actor. from people that said that Step by Step was really reminded them of their family because they had two stepsisters or, you know, they had suddenly a stepbrother and a stepsister and, you know, they they loved them, but they fought with them. I mean, this was the Brady Bunch, but it was like the dysfunctional Brady Bunch. You know, we were more real. We, we didn't like each other in the beginning. We fought all the time. I feel like that was a little more, you know, that resonated with a lot of people. And I... I thought that was really cool. I think if you can ever show other people's lives on television that make them feel like they're a part of that world, it's it's a hugely impactful, especially for like young kids growing up. She was the uh, the youngest daughter, uh, right? So she quite literally grew up while that show was being made. Yeah. So that this, you know, when you get a show with kids this age and it lasted seven seasons. You're bold. I mean, you're bold over by how much the kids grow up in the course of the show, and that's another thing I appreciate about the show is they they let them grow up, and that that was nice to see. Um, the other thing I want to say is the the interesting. It's just interesting that Patrick Duffy came from a background of the one-hour drama. Okay, so to produce a one-hour drama, you you would have to be available just around the clock, practically. It was a rough schedule. Maybe, maybe not for Dallas, because they had an ensemble cast and they had so many characters. Maybe not so much. But normally for a one-hour drama you'd be freaking working a lot of hours. And the nice thing for actors is when they landed a sitcom is that they knew they would have a kind of a nine-to-five job five days a week with weekends off, and it made a huge difference in their lives. And 
and they could actually maybe even raise a family or whatever. Mm -hmm. But for Patrick Duffy, after so many seasons of Dallas, to, to be in a sitcom where on Monday they did a table read of the script, and on Tuesday maybe they did a run-through, and on Wednesday maybe they blocked the camera bullshit out or whatever, and then finally maybe on Friday they maybe did one or two live performances in front of an audience it was a schedule that was normal like i'm going to work from eight to five and sitcoms afforded hollywood actors that luxury it must have been very different for him because dallas was not a schedule like that at all Right. So, um, you know, as we get toward the end here, uh, yes. we, it's, uh, it's been no oh, 20 plus years now since step-by-step Step was on the air. Oh, God. <laughs> now, as you might imagine, many of the actors that played the children, they got their, t- you know, their toes wet. And as a lot of people oh. do, they may not have stayed in that career. And now, of course, the majority of the cast of the kids, they, they've gone on to better and brighter things. Um, one of the actors that was on the show, who played Patrick Duffy's character's nephew who lived in his van in the driveway. Um, Cody, he was kind of a, a surfer boy and sort of an homage yes. to... <laughs> sort of an homage The code to, man. The code man. Right. It was sort of a, a, no. a an homage to... Um, Bill and Ted. Yes, Bill and Ted. So he's, you know, kind of that character. Anyway, Sasha Mitchell is uh, no longer acting as much these days. He's uh, a martial arts expert. He's a kickboxer. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, basically, only a couple of the child uh, actors, former child actors, uh, are still acting these days. Stacey Keenan, uh, who played Dana, she got her start mm-hmm. on the 80s sitcom My Two Dads, which uh, was also um, Paul Reiser's first TV Ooh. show. And, Forgot about that. Yeah, she's still acting as well as... Um, Christine Lakin, who you just heard in the interview, and I think that uh, Karen, who is Angela Watson, although I think she may be doing more modeling these days. So, all right, all right, sir. So, um, by the way, um, there was there was one point that one of the young kids, one of the male act actors, at least for one season, had a mullet, <laughs> and all I gotta say is when he, you know. Looking back, you know, because we have the uh, advantage of hindsight here. Ha! Mm-hmm. The mullet probably was like super keen at the t- at the time, but it is funny as hell to see it today. And uh, just so all of you know, I think maybe the mullet was a one season thing, and. <laughs> They gave that actor, they must have thought he was a hottie and bring in a lot of viewers because uh, they treated him right after that and they gave him a good haircut. Anyways. <laughs> so we are in the part of the show where we uh, mention some other programs that you might enjoy. If you liked Step by Step, we call this our snack tray. Now, uh, yeah. Toppy, uh, we already uh, mentioned that this is sort of an updated version of another show. What program do you think our listeners might enjoy if they liked Step by Step? Well, I cannot help but be fascinated by the differences between the Brady Bunch and Step by Step. Both shows were about a blended family, and they were separated like by 20 years. And it's really quite fascinating. Uh, uh, for my, for me, uh, growing up, the Brady Bunch was like one of those damn shows that was on every day, and you freaking watched it. <laughs> Like Gilligan's Island or I Dream of Genie. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, by the time uh, DJ was uh, up there and around, (laughs) uh, uh, it was probably different. But DJ, I challenge you. Can I just say I challenge you right now? Mm -hmm. Because I think you're a little more familiar with Step by Step 
I think I'm a little more familiar with the Brady Bunch. But let me challenge you in this way. The Brady Bunch, as far as just a show that maybe, well, in my opinion, could have been better <laughs> step by step. But the Brady Bunch had five episodes where they took the cast and basically shipped them off to Hawaii, mm-hmm. uh, where they took their families, I mean, real-life families and everything, and enjoyed Hawaii uh, for like five weeks while they filmed in, in Hawaii and did this ridiculous story that had cliffhangers at the end of every goddamn episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like a spider that might bit might bite Greg Brady or whatever. And, and, a, and a curse from a totem that fell into the wrong hands. But anyways, it was this ridiculous story on the Brady Bunch that went on for five episodes. When it went into syndication, you could watch it Monday through Friday, this exciting continued story of the Brady Bunch in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. DJ. Did step-by-step ever go to Hawaii or have a continued story in any way as exciting as the Brady Bunch went to Hawaii story? Well, you know, no, I, the answer is no. <laughs> they never did. No, I'll let you answer. You know, I, I'm I'm honestly shocked and surprised that they didn't do anything like that because, for heaven's sakes, the facts of life got how many TV movies? <laughs> <laughs> but you know, if we're if we're going to go based upon generations here, I mean, in terms of awkwardness, at least step by step, didn't have the eldest son and daughter possibly having a crush on each other. Ah, no, wait a minute. That is something that the stupid movies pursued. That was not something in the original series. Oh, and, no. and they argued over who got to have the coveted bedroom in the attic. Oh, God. That was the stupid movies. Not fair. Not fair. Not fair. Okay, so in a uh, related twist, my recommendation is going to be for a film that actually came out just the year before The Brady Bunch made its television debut, the 1968 film starring Lucille Ball and Henry Fonda, Yours, Mine, and Ours. It's a story about a widower with ten children falls for a widow of eight, and they must decide about forming a huge unconventional family. He's uh, he's basically a, a military officer, and uh, this was directed by uh, Melville Shavelson, and, well, basically in the decade before, he'd done some similar movies with Bob Hope. So, uh, yours, mine, and ours. DJ, we are at the end, and we've had a lot of fun with the show. You know what? Uh, Step by Step was all right in my book. I I, I kind of enjoyed it, Um, especially when I started thinking about how it related to the Brady Bunch. Uh, How about you? Your final, uh, would you recommend Step by Step? I would. It's it's not quite as wholesome, of course, as the Brady Bunch, but it makes some important uh, steps <laughs> to you know to do a twist on the name there, because um, you know I don't think in Brady Bunch, of course, the kids didn't stay out past their curfew, but no, uh, never, no, would they would have been doomed. But uh, you know, there's a there's an episode I think in the first season, maybe where one of the daughters ends up going to a club. And, um, well, when it comes down to, well, a fight's breaking out, her stepdad, Frank, played by Patrick Duffy, is there to bail her out. Yes. So, Toppy, if you'll go ahead and grab that bag of coins for me, we'll let the folks know what's coming up here. All right, so you guys know the drill. Uh, the magician back in vaudeville days had, well, he left a stupid bag of coins, and I'm going to get it right now. All right, I'm going to put it into the stupid gumball machine, and it's going to spill out a capsule. <laughs> <laughs> 
just like that. Okay. Will you fetch that for me, sir? I think uh, it's your turn to read. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. All right, folks. Uh, I'm just going to read what we're doing next. An early to mid-90s comedy fantasy film directed by the man who gave us singing newspaper boys starring bathtub betty freshly back from the uso and sarah jessica parker before her amorous bachelorette act three witches from salem are revived in our next feature Hocus Pocus. Oh, boy. It's a Halloween special. Oh, that sounds like fun. That's going to be our next show in two weeks, which is Friday, October 16th. Now, Toppy, I have it on good authority. We're going to be joined by a special guest. Well, we've had a lot of fun with Demanda Martini. In a couple, three episodes, and she's joining us once again uh, to to talk about Hocus Pocus, uh, that uh, that uh, great movie, and it's gonna be a ball. So tune in next time, folks. Okay. Well, if you'll do the honor, sir, please say good night, Gracie. Uh, DJ, good night, Gracie. Thank you for listening to Matinee Minutia. Our show streams live the first and third Friday of each month. Go to univazpods.net, click the tower for audio, enter Discord for chat. You can find the show wherever you listen to podcasts. Tweet us on Twitter at Matinee Minutia. Join our Facebook group. Visit our webpage at matineeminutia.com. Have an idea for a future show? Or just want to message us? Email us at matineeminutia at gmail.com. Oliver. This has been an Alibug production. I have a voice. I have a voice. You have a voice. You have a voice. We have a voice. We have a voice. Unique voices in podcasting. Univospods.net.